0: out, hit 10-3. Faces are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real finish. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run.
1: And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats. It is NL East Preview Day. This division is going to be a doozy. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, the NL East, it was crazy last year, and call me crazy, it got even better.
0: I, I That was what I was going to say. This was one of the craziest divisions down to the wire. It literally came to the last couple games of the season, and the craziest part? We had three teams from this division in the postseason, but not the first place, not the second place, the third place <laughs> team. The Phillies are the ones that made it to the World Series. So this is this is crazy. Let's let's start off by taking a look actually at last year's standing. Oh,
1: look at this. Both the Mets and the Braves 101 and 61. The Braves via the the tiebreaker yeah. taking the NLE's title last year, which to the the, the Mets, Mets met it. The Mets blew they it. They did the it stretch. to
0: themselves.
1: Yeah. And I was saying all year long they wouldn't do it. And it wasn't that series against the Braves. It was a series against the Cubs that it turned they they should have won, but they they did not win the division. They did met, as as they I said, it. they wouldn't do yeah. all year long. Braves win the division. Mets in second. Phillies 87 and 75 and NL champions. Yep. Miami Marlins 69 and 93. I would not expect that this year, but we'll talk about the Marlins and the Washington Nationals 55 and 107. I might expect that this year, but again, yeah. we'll, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, yeah, this division, I, I'm excited. I've been excited for this NL East preview because I this team, everywhere you look, superstars I mean I, I think it's fair to say if this division doesn't end up with three playoff teams it's yeah. probably a failure for the NLEs
0: the same three playoff teams that yeah. made it last year should be so so let's start with the Mets okay because the they've got some uh pretty 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 good new players I don't know if you're familiar with one of them you might be related to them um Start with their additions and who they lost. May
1: or may not be. May or may yes. not be. Um, so, yeah, for we'll go through every team. Most important hitter, pitcher, breakout player, notable additions, subtractions even, and then our division predictions and Cy Youngs and all that stuff at the end. So this is going to be fun. Um, the Mets, their notable acquisitions, as you um, alluded to. Mm. Justin Verlander, the reigning Cy Young Award winner. Um, the last two years he's pitched, he's won a Cy Young Award. Um, his age might say he's 40, but on the field, he does not look 40. <laughs> I tell you that much. So big, the biggest addition of all for them, Justin Verlander. Kodai Senga, big addition. Jose Quintana. David Robertson in the bullpen. Tommy Pham offensively. Those are some of their big additions. Notable losses. The most notable of all being Jacob deGrom. Extremely, extremely talented. When healthy and pitching one of the most dynamic, disgusting pitchers on planet Earth, if not the most disgusting pitcher on planet Earth, Chris Bassett and Tywin Walker. So a lot of their a lot – you'll see a theme here. A lot of the notable acquisitions, mm-hmm. starting pitchers. Yep. A lot of the notable losses – Starting pitchers. So yeah. kind of just a big flip of the rotation with Max Scherzer staying staying put in there. Um, but, yeah, that was those, those are some of the big moves for him. Yeah, and a they're lot a,
0: <laughs> a lot done, spending a lot of money. They were a 100-win team last year. Should be a World Series favorite this year with everything they're putting in. So let's focus on some of the players we should watch, starting with hitter what hitter should we be watching on this team
1: for me it's francisco lindor um lindor is is the heartbeat of this team he signed the massive contract when he came there and did not live up to the hype that first year and last year he was unbelievable mm-hmm. so for me lindor this offense isn't necessarily the deepest offensively you need your guys to be guys and and having francisco lindor who's a superstar and arguably the best shortstop in baseball, one of the best for sure. Um, He's the hitter to watch on this team.
0: Now we mentioned a lot of the transitions who they got, who they lost, was all around pitching. So who is your pitcher that you're going to be watching this year?
1: This might surprise some people. It's not Justin and it's not Max Scherzer because, to me, you kind of know what you're getting with those guys. And I'm not going to say they're both going to put up Cy Young years, but – we all know Justin Verlander and, and Max Scherzer. We do. Yeah. For me, it's Kodai Senga coming over from Japan, a huge addition. Paid him a lot of money. He was, everybody's excited to get him. He was nasty over in Japan. He's coming over with his ghost forkball. But you can't, you can't overstate enough the transition from Japan to the United States, and how extreme it is. As a pitcher, it's mm-hmm. extreme. The baseball is different. The batters are different. As just a human being adjusting to life, I can't imagine how difficult it is for him to come over to on, to the other side of the world with just a translator that speaks his language and having to adjust to everything. So um, to me, it's the adjustment. Is Kodai Senga going to be an ace of a staff kind of guy? Or is he going to be a back end of a rotation kind of guy? If you compare, if you can pair a Kodai Singa ace of a staff with Justin and Max Mm -hmm. Scherzer. I mean, this, this rotation goes from what I believe is the best rotation in baseball to no doubt, hands down the best rotation, but I'm excited to watch that ghost fork ball in action. It's been, it's been good in spring training, so we'll see.
0: Same. Now you hit the nail on the head there because I remember watching Shohei Otani that first season when he came over from Japan on the of Angels. And personal, yeah. I, I was covering the team as a team reporter as a part of the broadcast, and it was. There is an adjustment period, no matter what. Like as you mentioned, even just from the mound being different, the ball being different, the culture, the language, everything. There is an adjustment period, but he's surrounded with the right people, like your brother, a veteran. He's got he's got his people. He's gonna figure it out. Just. You know, give him a couple weeks to figure it out right out of the gate. He
1: also mentioned that Justin is one of the reasons he wanted to play for the Mets, which I thought was really cool.
0: That is cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's cute. Okay, let's move out to breakout player.
1: Oh, this one's easy for me with the Mets. Yeah. Brett Beatty. This guy is the future at third base. He had a really good spring training. I'm I'm really excited to watch him, and I think the world uh, will be put on notice by the year Brett Beatty will have. I think he breaks out in a big way. I think he ultimately takes over that third-base position full-time for the Mets, and I think we see him there for a long, long time. This guy is going to be a stud, um, left-handed hitter, hits rockets, This and plays good defense. I'm excited to watch him.
0: They're going to be a fun team.
1: They're going to be a, to be a team.
0: dangerous team. And let's just like fingers crossed that they're over the hump of like Metting.
1: You know, one thing I, I will mention is the the whole Carlos Correa situation that yes. I know Mets fans don't love to hear about and talk about, but Steve Cohen was vocal about we needed one more bat and this was it when, when they announced that he he had signed there. Yeah. Um, and obviously we all know what happened. That fell through. He didn't end up signing there and he's with the Minnesota Twins This is a bat, the guy I'm talking about, Brett Beatty. Like, you look at the the lineup right now compared to to what it was last year, it's the same lineup that we saw kind of lay an egg in the playoffs. But if it adds Brett Beatty and he can be a stud, it adds so much depth to a lineup that is very – it is a solid lineup. Mm -hmm. But as Steve Cohen mentioned, we needed that one bat. He thought at the time it was Carlos Correa. Everybody did. Maybe it's Brett Beatty.
0: All right, let's hope so. Let's yeah. move on to the National League champions, the Phillies. They got some uh, – a big name. I'll say that they picked up a big name this year. Let's go through their additions and who they lost.
1: Look, the 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 main addition was the guy – they had a hole. Yes. And they filled it perfectly.
0: Trey Turner
1: is now a Philadelphia Philly, and, man, the what he brings to this Phillies lineup now that just – Felt last and and shoot, they were in the World Series. I mean, they were they were an unbelievable lineup, and they were there because of their lineup. But if you could point to a hole, it was like, okay, they need they need a middle infielder. And (laughs) boy, did they get it! Yeah, this is the perfect fit. Trey Turner is one of the most dynamic players in baseball. He is a five tool player. He does it all. He's one of the fastest players in baseball. He hits for power. He hits for a high average. He steals a ton of bases. Um, it's the perfect fit, and he was he was the big addition for them, but it's not all they did. They added Tywin Walker. I mentioned the Mets lost Tywin Walker, mm-hmm. flipped him over to an NL East squad. He's now with the Phillies. But um, a, few name, a few names in there that we could talk about, but the big one, it's Trey Turner. Yeah. He's now a Philly, and I'm excited. That lineup is going to yeah. be
0: dangerous. Especially once they get Bryce Harper back from Tommy John surgery. It is... Whew. Best lineup
1: in baseball? I feel like it, when uh, Bryce Harper's back,
0: uh, compare it to the Padres.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's
0: okay. tough. You yeah. can't you can't with the Padres. It's close though. It's close. Let let's let's not re- without Harper. We'll revisit once Harper's back and see we like who's healthy at that time of year. Then we can talk. No,
1: about you're it. right. You're right. Yeah, That was just that's we're, tough. We're talking in at least my mind doesn't go elsewhere. But it's, okay. it's it's the Padres are on. All mind.
0: right. Well, uh, we're talking hitters. So yeah. who is your hitter to watch on the Phillies?
1: um Phillies most important hitter for me is Nick Castellanos um we I, I just talked about how this lineup might be it is one of one of the best in baseball hands down Nick Castellanos comes over last year Nick had been one of the best hitters in, that the game has had for a few years going from the Tigers and then the Cubs and then signing that big deal with the Phillies and he to be quite honest with you didn't have a Nick Castellanos-esque season good mm-hmm. yes great no. What we've expected from him, no, he was 263 last year with 13 homers. I'm not expecting that this year, but that's why he's the most important hitter for me. I could have, I could have picked anybody in this lineup. They're they're that good and they're that deep. That's why I picked Nick, because if he can have a year that we know he can, shoot, then then we really might be revisiting that yeah. best lineup in baseball conversation. And it gets a lot deeper and a lot better. So Nick Castellanos for me, most important hitter for the Phillies this year.
0: All right, let's move to the mound. Who is your pitcher to watch?
1: Aaron Nola. Mm. Aaron Nola for me. um, Zach Wheeler is Mm. Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola for me has kind of teetered his entire career with that edge of elite or really good. I believe he can be elite, but what's holding him back is these like stretches he'll go on that just leave me scratching my head of like what – This isn't the Aaron Nola that I believe can be an ace of a staff, and then he'll find it at a certain point. But for me, the the edge gets he pushes past that edge when he finds the consistency of being the Nolan uh, or the Aaron Nola. Nolan Arenado and Aaron yeah. Nola.
0: Yeah, oh. Don't go there. I, I know. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't do um, it. Um,
1: but Aaron Nola can be an elite guy in this game. To me, he's right on that edge, and this can be the year that he pushes over. And he just has to. He just has to cut himself out of those weird stretches that he often goes on. But really solid year last year. Three two five ERA, two hundred and thirty five Ks and two hundred five strikeouts. I mean, or er, in two hundred five innings. R- really good. Yeah. But he can be that elite guy. I do believe he can.
0: I like that you skipped almost elite. It's like he's either elite or really good. Not right yeah. there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, but those, those bad stretches for him. They're are bad. Are bad. I, I get it.
0: I get it. That's uh, why it's there's a there's a jump. But he's All good. Right.
1: He's good in the World Series. We saw it up close and personal, and the analysis. We did. We were there for that as well. He was really good.
0: He was great. All right, let's move on to your breakout player for the Phillies.
1: Um, this is a name that I feel like most people know, but it's Alec Bohm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like he's he's been good. But I feel like this is a year he can really break out. Last year was an interesting year because he started the year, (laughs) the beginning of the year for Alec Baum in Philly. The way it ended, I couldn't have seen this coming. The the beginning of the year started with him having the yips at third base, not hitting great. He was caught on camera saying, I hate this effing place. It was just not pretty in Philly for a little while. The year he ended up having was great. I think he's ready to put it all together. I think he's ready to have a full season. I wouldn't be surprised if Alec Bohm is an all-star this year. Okay. I believe he has that much potential. He's gotten a lot better at third base defensively. And that's a full credit to him. And I offensively I think he's taken that next step. He's enormous. He's got a ton of pop. I think this could be the year that Alec Bohm announces himself as a um Elite third baseman in the game. Yeah,
0: Two, hey. 280 last year with 13 homers. I would yeah, say. Yeah, not bad. Really good. It's really good. We love a good comeback, too. So, yeah. so we love to see a player be able to turn it around. But yeah. let's move to the team who won the NL East last year, the Atlanta Braves. They also, some big moves this offseason.
1: One really big move. And, and yeah, is Sean Murphy. At acquiring Sean Murphy, the catcher from the Oakland A's, who is, if you're not familiar, well, you might be after this year now that he's on a. Great team. Most likely a playoff team. Yeah. Um, And it's a lot more, they're a lot more exciting Mm -hmm. to watch than perhaps say the Oakland days where he was. Uh, But this guy is one of the more exciting younger catchers in the game of baseball and the Braves acquired him and they did what they do best. And it's immediately lock him up to a long-term low. Annual salary deal. <laughs> I don't know how they keep doing <laughs> it, but boy, do they! It's the Braves' um, way. So they they got it. they had a few additions, but he's the one I, I want to talk about. It's it's the main one. It's the main move yeah. that they made. The main acquisition. Um, a really really weird trade. Um, it was the A's and the Braves, but somehow somehow the Brewers landed William Contreras. It was yeah. really odd. But Sean Murphy is an Atlanta Brave. That's what I wanted to talk about. Losses. I mentioned one of them. William Contreras, he's now with the Brewers. Dansby Swanson, mm-hmm. the big one. The big their one. shortstop, gone out the door. Chicago Cubs there. Kenley Jansen, gone in the back end of the bullpen. And Adam Duvall as well. So, I, yeah. a lot of turnover there. A lot of
0: turnover, but they be. still have a lot of young talent. And That's their, core, their jam.
1: Yeah. They're, yeah. Well, I don't want to say, core. Dansby's gone. But, like, yeah. Acuna, Austin Riley, I mean, this Michael Harris. and This lineup is still going to be unbelievable. I, I like the
0: Braves a lot. I, they I really are young do. with a lot of potential. So let's start with your hitter. Who's your hitter on the Braves you're you're watching this year?
1: It's Ronald Acuna. Has to be Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, for a for a few years was an MVP caliber player and a 40 40 kind of guy. I I believed and still believe he can get back to being a 40 40 player. He he didn't get there. He I believe he is like. One stolen base or home run a year, one year away from becoming a 40 40 player, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. That's how dynamic he is. And, and, and was because his career did take a turn when he tore his ACL in the outfield, like just a day or two before the All Star break in Denver. I was literally sitting at, the rooftop bar of my hotel in Denver for the all-star game, watching it happen live because it was their last game. And I was like, man, these guys are literally about to get on a plane and come here to Denver. And I I saw Ronald Acuna track a ball in deep right field Mm -hmm. and, and tore his ACL. And it was just heartbreaking to watch. And last year it's a, it's a almost a full year recovery, but it's more than that. You don't come back right away. And he played last year. He had 266 with 15 homers, um, stole 29 bases. I think we see Ronald Acuna Jr. get back to MVP type player, Ronald Acuna Jr. And I can't wait. He's he's more than a year removed now from that surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch him this year.
0: The team's better, the division's better, the league's better when he's playing to his full potential and he's healthy.
1: Yep, absolutely. Let's
0: move to the mound. Who's the pitcher you're watching?
1: Spencer Strider. Of course. We get a full season of Spencer Strider, and I can't wait. He was the fastest pitcher in history to 200 strikeouts in a season, passing Randy Johnson, who was the previous fastest to get there. He didn't even pitch a full season. We're going to talk a lot about Spencer Strider this year. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to be talking about him a lot. Um, This might be a a spoiler alert, but when we do our full season – award predictions yeah you might hear spencer uh, strider's name come up from me that's how good he is L- last year in limited time 11 and 5 a two six seven era 202 strikeouts and get this 131 and two-thirds innings i mean that ratio is it's great unbelievable we're going to get a full season of Spencer Strider, and it, it might be one of my most exciting things this year is getting, getting to watch him pitch. Also, the mustache that he rocks.
0: I like that you call it a mustache.
1: Yeah, it's, it's elite. <laughs> it is elite.
0: <laughs> All right, breakout player for the Braves. Who is it?
1: Vaughn Grissom. We saw him last year come up, and he was really good. Very, very limited time, though. And not near the pressure of being the starting shortstop mm-hmm. for the Atlanta Braves when you're expected to, to be a serious favorite to, to win the National League. Uh, we saw him come up, hit 291, five homers last year and only 41 games. I think he's the breakout player for the Braves.
0: It's the Braves way. now. That's for sure. Now let's move on to Miami to a team with a lot of potential.
1: I'm okay. excited about it. A
0: lot of potential for the Marlins, starting with their newest additions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Luis Ariz is the big one. AL batting champion last mm-hmm. year. He gets flipped in a deal with Pablo Lopez. Spoiler alert. He's gone. Uh, Luis Arise <laughs> is in. Uh, Gene Segura, Yuli Gurriel. Gene Segura coming over from the Phillies. Yuli Gurriel from the Astros. Luis Arise is the big one. Those are the additions. Subtractions, Pablo Lopez. And Miguel Rojas, to a degree, went to the Dodgers. So those are the additions and subtractions. I I know I mentioned it. Yeah. I am excited. And it's tough to – you have to temper your expectations because it's the NL East. Yep. And it's going to be very difficult. But they're not going to go, I forget, with 60-something and 90-something last year. I don't think that happens. I don't.
0: Yeah. No, I, like I said, lots of potential. Yes. So let's dive in first. Who's your hitter to watch on the Marlins.
1: Jazz Chisholm Jr. Baby, I love the guy. He's a friend of the podcast. One of my one of my favorite interviews I've had. The guy the guy's baseball IQ is next level. His preparation is unbelievable. I'll never forget a story he told me and it just kind of changed like the fact that he's able to do this just screams to the the athlete that he is. He last year before a game. Yeah. Somebody was saying that like he should he was watching. This is what it was. He was watching film on King Griffey Jr. Okay. Right. One of the most beautiful swings of all time was watching film on him and said, man, I want I want to do that. I want to do that. It was like the King Griffey Jr. famous follow through yes. and like the bad hits the ground. He's like, I want to do that in that that game that day he did it he hit a homer and he did the king Jr. it looked it looked (laughs) just like him it was unbelievable and it was all planned i mean the guy the the interview was great 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 conversation great guy and i think he's definitely the hitter to watch on the team
0: i love that all right pitcher to watch for miami
1: jesus lazardo big lefty nasty stuff needs to put it together can put it together um I obviously could have said the name Sandy Alcantara because mm-hmm. you should watch him every single time yes. he takes the field. So he is must watch the pitcher to watch for the Marlins because we know what Sandy's going to do is Jesus, Lazardo. He could be a dominant guy in the rotation, um, a rotation that's already one of the better ones and, and will be for a long time. One of the better rotations in the game of baseball. He, I think this is a year that he needs to turn a corner and go from, a lot of potential guy to yeah. he's a guy for us, Love and that. I think he can.
0: Okay, breakout player for the Marlins
1: Brian de la Cruz. Ooh. Analytics, numbers, advanced metrics off the charts. End of the year, last year, very, very good. Spring training, you saw it again. I think Brian de la Cruz breaks out this year, and has a phenomenal year for the Marlins. Last year, we saw him go 252, hit 13 homers and 43 RBIs. I'm looking for that this year to be up in the home runs in the 20 to 30 range. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think he breaks out this year.
0: I love that. All right, let's move on to the final team in the NL East, the Nationals.
1: Yeah, we won't spend a lot of time on the additions and subtractions. The addition, I will say, is, is Dominic Smith. I like Dominic Smith a lot. Subtractions, Nelson Cruz, and Luke Voigt. Nothing that's going to move the, Break the bank either way. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, that, those are right. moves they made. They cool. sure are.
0: <laughs> Let's move to the hitter to watch then.
1: <laughs> okay. Hitter to watch, Joey Manessis. The year we saw last year. This guy just came up and was the right-handed Barry Bonds for the time that he was in the league. It was like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And how is he so good? <laughs> Now we get to see him for a full season. We saw him in the World Baseball Classic. We're going to see him now for a full season with the Nationals. Uh, he's going to have his – he's hes going to be a guy there now for that team. Based off of what he did last year, um, his story is unbelievable. He spent 10 years That's crazy. in the minor leagues. And in his first MLB game, he hit a home run last year and went on to hit in 56 games, Alex. Get this. What? 324 with 13 homers. And fifty-six games, unbelievable.
0: Born for that moment. And talk about the never-quit attitude. Yeah, that—that that is this man right there. Yeah. Okay. Pitcher to watch for the Nationals.
1: Josiah Gray was in a, a big deal with the Dodgers. He was a big-time prospect, and to be quite honest with you, I haven't really loved what I've seen out of him. Okay. Uh, he's a big-time prospect, um, supposed to be a big-time arm, and it's it's time. For him. It's it's time for him. He's gonna be he's gonna be at the top of this rotation. They he was part of a, a big trade. He was part of the Max Scherzer and Trey mm-hmm. Turner trade that sent um Josiah Gray, Kiebert Ruiz, who just signed the big deal with the Nationals behind the plate. Josiah Gray needs to be what I think a lot of people have have expected him to be. And last year's numbers of a 502 ERA, not gonna cut it. So right. I think this year he's the guy to watch for me. I think the potential is there. And there's also nobody else to watch in that rotation. So Josiah Gray, Josiah that was Gray. a subtle jab right there. Josiah Gray is the guy.
0: Okay, let's move on. Breakout player for the Nationals.
1: CJ Abrams, mm. uh, big. He was in the Juan Soto trade. Yep. Uh, Padres, sorry. And he was he was one of the big key pieces. He can be, he has the tools to be an elite infielder. Super fast. The hit tool is what I want to see more of. Okay. Defense, running, fine. The hit tool, uh, the the power, the, you know, we're not going to see him hit probably 10, 15 homers. We're not going to see that. But can we see gap-to-gap power? Can we see doubles? Can we see triples? Last year, 246, two homers in 90 games. Let me see that be 275 with – 12. I would I would love to see that from CJ Abrams, and I believe he can be that kind of player. I think he breaks out this year.
0: Alright, well that wraps up the individual team preview. Now we're going to do some predictions. We're going to talk about each of our most fun player in the division, your Cy Young winner in the division, and your MVP for the NL East. Okay? So All let's right. get started with your most fun player.
1: My most fun player to watch in the NL East is Ronald Acuna Jr. I I'm a big fan of the guy. I love what he's doing for the game of baseball. I was devastated when he got hurt and went down and missed a year. He con- He's come back. He has another season under his belt, removed from that ACL injury, and now it's time to go and be back to Ronald Acuna. I think we see close to – I think we get close to a 40-40 year from him. I think the power numbers come back. Stolen bases were there last year. But aside from all of that, the player he is for me, he's the most fun player to watch because he's the reason when I when I tweeted out the term and it's turned into a shirt. Close your eyes if you hate fun. Ronald Acuna Jr. is that guy. He is so much fun. He will do things that upset the 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 old the old the whatever you want to call it the old people in baseball that don't like players trotting around the bases and flipping bats. They won't like it. But I love it. I love Mm -hmm. me some Ronald Acuna. He's the most fun player to watch for sure.
0: I think you're also going to love my most fun player to watch. Yeah, who's yours? My most fun player to watch in the NL East is Jazz Chisholm Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got all the pizzazz physically, emotionally, the way he plays the game, the way he talks about the game. It is just electric to watch what he does. Can't I'm excited. I, exactly. Center and he's new, new position this year, which is also going to be fun to see him see how he adapts and see how he kind of makes it his own. He even said he's excited to just go all out in a new
1: position. Yeah, he said he wants to win a gold global I, I, whoo, I, You know, it, That
0: means he's going 110%. You know that. And
1: to me, that's important. And it speaks to when I said I, I interviewed him last year, I was a huge fan of the person, the player, all of that. You know, it's you can say like, of course, he's going to say, I'm gonna win a Gold Glove out there, or I want to. That's my goal. That's not so. He's a young player establishing himself as a second baseman, a good second baseman. Um, wants to be an All Star. For a guy like that to go through a change and be asked to move to center field, yeah, and not say like, yeah, you know what? Like I'll adjust. Like I-, I thought I was gonna be a middle infielder, but I'll adjust. No, for him to come out and say, yeah, I'm excited, and my goal is to win a Gold Glove award. To me, that says a lot.
0: That's the attitude you want. All right, let's move on to your NLE's Cy Young winner. Who you got?
1: I mentioned him earlier. I'll talk about him now. Spencer Strider. (laughs) Fastest pitcher in history to 200 strikeouts in a season, passing Randy Johnson's record. That's unbelievable. Let that soak in. Spencer Strider came up in the middle of last season and passed Randy Johnson's record for fastest pitcher in a season to 200 strikeouts. He throws 100. He has a wipeout slider. He has a fantastic mustache. (laughs) I truly believe that Spencer Strider can not only be the Cy Young, if you will, of the NL East, but the Cy Young of of the National League. I believe he has that potential. I believe he wins a Cy Young Award at some point in his career, and who's to say it's not going to be this year? I love it. Who's your Cy Young winner? Oh. Did you pick my brother? Ben,
0: I am shocked and I am shook that you did not pick your brother as the Cy Young winger, so I had to, of course. (laughs) I have Justin Verlander as the NLE's Cy Young winner. I mean, he is the reigning AL Cy Young winner, World Series champion. The last two seasons he's pitched, he's won a Cy Young. Why not make it three? He's with a new team. He is... I... New hey. team, new division, new reason to dominate. Not, How did you not? Well, I'm not going to root against
1: it. I uh, promise you that, Alex. Okay, I would, I would love right. to see it. Okay, I would absolutely. Well, love then
0: I'm to see it. here to take it. I'm here to pick it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I'm. I, yeah, I, I hope you're. I <laughs> hope you're right. I just <laughs> trust me. I hope you're right. Uh, um, that is a good pick. You can't go wrong yep. with that. There's a bunch of names in the NLEs. There's so many great ones. The, there's some unbelievable. There's so many pick. great just ones. Just think about the pitchers that you and I had to pick from. For this, the Braves, Max Freed, Spencer Strider, you could go with Sandy Alcantara coming off of winning the Cy Young Award, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, names in the NL East are
0: nuts. It's great. All right, let's move to our NL East MVP. Who you got?
1: My MVP in the NL East is Francisco Lindor. All right, we saw it last year. He was back in that conversation, he was back to being one of. the best shortstops in the game of baseball. He's a leader on that team now. He's a leader in the clubhouse. He's everything the game of baseball needs. Everything. He's flashy. He's got the perfect smile. He's an absolute stud at the plate. He's an absolute stud on defense, a switch hitter. He's in New York City. What more could you want from a superstar? Francisco Lindor is a superstar, and I believe he has another great year and is the best player in the NL East.
0: All right. Who's yours? My MVP for the NL East is new Philadelphia Phillies, Trey Turner, baby. New team, new town, but back with his bestie, Bryce Harper. He's joining an already World Series lineup, one that he's going to have to step up and possibly be the leader of until Bryce Harper comes back from Tommy John surgery. But... I, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited for him. I'm excited for this lineup. I I'm think excited. he's going to have a great year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i with you. He's, he's the perfect fit in that lineup, and it's, it's a similar situation to when he was with the Dodgers. Like, he doesn't have to be the guy in the no. lineup. He can be the same sort of table setter, get on base, steal bases, Beautiful slide into home. Oof, like most beautiful slide. It's unbelievable. So yeah, I like I like your pick. Yep, can't go wrong there. Then NL East is full of stars. It's it really so is.
0: great. All right, now let's predict uh, your projected standings. <laughs> yep. For next season in the NL East, what you got?
1: All right, the NL East is tough. Whoa. So tough. Okay. In the wall are my predicted standings, and at the very tippy top, uh-huh. I have the New York Mets, ninety six and sixty six. Is my predicted record for the Mets?
0: I am shocked you don't have them as a 100 win team. So, I, as better than last year now?
1: I, I, I'll say this again because I think it's important. Okay. I do think win totals, I think we see less 100 win teams because of the way the schedules are set okay. up this year. Far more travel, more difficult travel less games against the Nationals, a better Miami Marlins team than mm-hmm. last year. Okay. So, obviously, you still play more division games, yeah. but not the 19 we used to see. More. So, more games against you, – you still will play plenty against the Nationals, yeah. but a better Marlins team, much more difficult travel. You're playing every single team for the first time ever in a that. Major League Baseball season. Huge win for baseball. So, it's not that I think the Mets and Braves will be – worse than last year yeah I just think we'll see less 100 win teams
0: all right and you definitely think the Mets are gonna finally come out on top after holding that first place spot last season almost the entire season and blowing it the last two weeks
1: I think I think this is the year a big reason why um well the rotation I believe is a lot more stable and I don't want to knock Jacob deGrom because he is one of the most dynamic and electric pitchers in the world but when's he going to be out there? How you? If I'm a Mets fan, yeah. the second I hear at any point, Jacob deGrom is dealing with a lingering forearm strain, but he's okay. I'm not believing that for one second. He's probably going to miss half the year. That's the way the mindset has gone, and it's become true. So having that stability in a rotation of, of guys that have proven to be workhorses, and that's mm-hmm. not to say that they're going to be healthy a full year because you no. never know. But Jacob deGrom created a lot of uncertainty at the top of the rotation.
0: Also, a little bit of what we heard through the grapevine, a little bit of a Debbie Downer in the clubhouse. That was wild. So that's also huge, too. Is We were told, even just in the spring training right now, the Mets clubhouse is just night and day from what it used to be now that he's gone. Yep. So that's big.
1: Yeah. So I have them coming in first, and it is very, very, very close, Alex. Yeah. I do have the Braves in second, finishing 95 and 67. In case you forgot what I said about the Mets, that's one game back. Yep. Right on their heels. Look, both of these teams are unbelievable. Both of these teams are gonna be a favorite to win the national league. It could it will come down to the wire mm-hmm. and it will be about these teams will make the playoffs. What will you do in October? That's what it'll come down to. But I have the Braves coming in second right on their heels.
0: I feel like the Phillies could even be a little closer in that, too. And it might it might be a full three-way battle for that first-place spot the entire season. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, if I have the Phillies in third. Not bad. I have them at 91 and 71. So you think about that. That's the best season they've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's still right on the – In theory, it's right on the other guy's heels. So in the last week of the year, you're still in contention to win an NL East that just it's. – I'm thinking about it right now. Don't put me on the spot. NL East will be the best division in baseball this year. AL East will be very good. NL East, the Easts. The Easts will be very good. <laughs> and finishing in third and being right there the last week of the year will will be just fine and I think they have every chance in the world to get into the playoffs.
0: All right, moving on to number 4, Miami improving from last season?
1: 60 what were they last year? 60 something and 90 something. Yeah. I don't think that happens again. Okay. I have them at 80 and 82 this year, taking leaps and bounds forward. I think the rotation the rotation is the highlight of this team. But the offense, to me, people are sleeping on a little bit. Remember, Jazz Chisholm, your most exciting player to watch in the NL East, missed most of the season last year. Hopefully, we see him for a full season. Luis Arise, the AL reigning batting champion, now right in the heart of your order. I like Brian De La Cruz, who I believe breaks out this year. This lineup will be sneaky. Okay. Okay.
0: You wanted to say good. <laughs> sneaky, it okay. was Gliss. Yeah, sneaky. Okay,
1: but pair that with their elite pitching, yep. you have a team that's so right much around potential. Five hundred,
0: so much potential. Yep. All right, moving on to your last place team in the NL East, having a hundred loss season. Yep
1: one of a one of a very few amount of teams that loses hundred games. I have the Nationals at fifty nine and hundred and three. And um, not good. And I don't have a ton else to say about that. That's it. I think they come in last. I think it goes Mets, Braves, Phillies, Marlins, Nationals.
0: And probably the best division in the league.
1: Let me ask you this, Alex. What? Before we finish up, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to pick a winner today, right now, the NLEs, who would you pick?
0: Oh, for the NLEs?
1: Yeah, who would you have winning it?
0: Oh, yeah, the Mets.
1: You do think the Mets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. All
1: right. right. Yeah, they you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> 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 all right. That is our NL East preview. This division is going to be a blast. We all know the Mets and Braves are going to be great, but the Phillies this year, coming off a World Series, their lineup got better. The Marlins will be much improved. The NL East is a division to keep your eyes on all year long. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. The division previews have been a blast. Make sure you guys subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts or anywhere, everywhere and anywhere, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. The season is right around the corner. Let's go. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.